0: Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.
1: Hey there, leading ladies. Welcome to the Woman Physicians Lead podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lisa Herbert, a two time best selling author, speaker, family physician, and executive leadership coach with over 20 years' experience of providing primary care and serving as a healthcare leader. If you are a woman physician ready to make a change in your career and have a seat at the leadership table, then you are in the right place. I'm excited to provide you with the crucial skills you need to be a successful leader and strategies to deal with workplace challenges. So put on your headphones and listen as we explore the new world of building women physician leaders. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Physicians Lead Podcast. So I'm excited today to bring you another board member. And today I'm going to be speaking with Kweku Awachwi. So we just talked about um, the pronunciation of his name. So I went to make sure that I got that correct. And I got a thumbs up. So that's great. So we are here today at the 75th anniversary for the National Medical Fellowships Gala event. And it is titled, Reimagining Healthcare, Celebrating Equity Change Agents. So Kweku comes to us from Ghana. So we're really excited to have someone bring a global perspective to NMF. So I'm going to read his bio and then we're going to get into some questions. So Kweku Owachui is the board chairman of United Bank for Africa Ghana, the multimedia group LTD in Ghana, and the nonprofit Sports for Development organization. Play Soccer Ghana, which he founded in 1999, he has been the past board chairman of Stanbic Bank in Ghana and Ghana's Volta River Authority, and served on the board of several organizations in Africa. Kwaku started out his career as an electrical engineer, designing integrated circuits for telephones and TVs. After his MBA, he spent his career in the mills, mining and energy industry, mostly in Africa. Most recently, he has been the executive vice president of Talao Oil, the operator of Ghana's jubilee fields producing the majority of the country's oil and gas. Kwaku has also been an entrepreneur and has co-founded a number of companies that are operating across Africa today. Play Soccer Ghana and Play Soccer International, of which he is a founding member, has used soccer to teach young boys and girls in at-risk communities, good healthcare practice, leadership, as well as soccer skills. Over the years, it has sponsored by organizations ranging from Manchester City FC to FIFA. Kweku remains passionate about contributing and giving back to his communities in Africa, as well as in the United States. So I hope that I got a lot of those um, companies' names correctly (laughs) as I was introducing you. But thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. And I'm excited to be able to talk with you about your experience and, and what you're bringing here to the United States.
2: Thank you, Lisa.
1: Glad to be here.
2: Yes, thank you.
1: and um, and I'm also you know, really intrigued about the um, the soccer because my son actually played soccer in high school. Uh, right. in middle school actually and high school. I knew nothing about soccer until he became <laughs> became involved with the sport, but felt that it always really prepared him, you know, in terms of his ability to be a team player, as far as the leadership skills, as far as the focus. So I'm really intrigued by the fact that you're actually using that sport to help young people, you know, build those skills as well. Right. So, so looking back, you know, in terms of your career and sort of, you know, where you started out, you know, engineering and now getting into some other organizations um, in your country, who are, or who are what may have been instrumental in that decision?
2: Right, Well, well, Lisa, Great to be here with you, um, and really great to be in Miami this weekend with the NMF uh, fraternity or sorority, if you like. Um, I think it's a wonderful uh, enterprise if you, as well. And I'm, I'm really honored that I've been invited to join their board. So, you know, in terms of my biggest influence, I probably would say my father, he was a senior civil servant in the newly independent country of Ghana back in the 50s and 60s. And public service uh, was really the center of his life and his career. And it was something that I, I suppose you could say I imbibed along the way, that the idea of public service, of giving back, serving your community, serving your nation. Uh, he, he was a senior civil servant. and. He had the opportunity to work for various heads of state at a very high level, and uh, that was just something that I imbibed along the way.
1: Yeah, and that's interesting. Um, I think that our parents, you know, do a lot of times uh, play a pivotal role, you know, in our development and the decisions that we make um, in adulthood. So that's wonderful that you had your father as a mentor and someone to to look up to. So tell us a little bit about your position as board chairman of United Bank for Africa. What does that role look like for you? What do you do on a daily basis? What are Who are some of the people that you serve and what are some challenges that you face in that role?
2: Right, so United Bank for Africa is one of Africa's largest banks. It's in 20 African countries. Uh, it's probably, it's not probably it's the only a Nigerian bank that has a full banking license in the United States. I happen to chair the, the, the Ghana subsidiary of that. So just one of many subsidiaries. And I, I've been on the boards of a couple of banks along the way, um, and banking and finance is really a sort of integral to our daily lives. We, we take it for granted in, in some respects. Uh, But we really need it uh, to sort of manage our affairs, sort of across the continent of Africa. For instance, you would, you you could say that a good majority, fifty percent plus, in in some respects, are not banked. They're not in the financial system. They're not in the formal system. Um, They keep their money under their mattresses, literally. Um, Mm -hmm. And and you know, it's actually a good thing to try and get them into the banking sector. One of the things, one of the really interesting things that's happening on the continent now that you may be aware of is that banking is now sort of migrated to the mobile phones. You know, you can do a lot of banking on your mobile phones. I mean, any of us can do that, but it's really taken off in in, in Africa uh, when a lot of people don't have access to to many things. So really as a board chair, it's not a day-to-day thing. It's really about governance. It's really about making sure that we're managing the the, the the bank properly. We're compliant with rules and regulations. There are a lot of things around money laundering. There are a lot of things around cybersecurity that we have to worry about. And you know, as board members, whether that's for NMF or for a bank like UBA, it's really about doing things correctly, uh, getting your reports done properly and being compliant. And these are the things that I certainly worry about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So really, um, part of it, too, is changing the way I think that we think about money.
2: Mm, mm, Absolutely. And and, you know, the world is changing, if I could say so. I mean, you know, we're moving more to a cashless society uh, where where a lot of, you know, we have digital wallets in some respects, Uh, everything's going online. And I mean, what's really amazing about that is that, again, in Africa, you can be in the most rural parts of Africa and still have a phone, have a digital wallet, and you can still do your banking. But it's, it's all about getting people into that formal sector, hopefully for their own benefit.
1: Hey, leading ladies, stay right there and we will be back with my amazing guests. This conversation is so good that you don't want to miss it. So stay tuned. I am ecstatic to have been involved with an organization that stands behind their vision of reimagining health care. NMF's constant effort in raising awareness for this community is so notable. I joined them at the Gratitude Gala this past November 5th, 2022, where there were key stakeholders, members, and supporters driving their mission forward. We hope that you will continue to help us in this mission of reimagining healthcare, and you can do so by going to nmfonline.org forward slash reimagine. That's nmfonline.org forward slash reimagine. Are you ready to deliver your message directly to the ears of your audience? Well, Coffee and C-Suite Conversations are mini episodes that give you a chance to do just that. We work with you to create a captivating conversation about your company and expertise and engage you with listeners who are aligned with your mission. As part of this campaign, you get a dedicated mini podcast inserted into several of our episodes. You also get a social media campaign and a file to insert on your own website. So what are you waiting for? Ready to give a voice to your brand? For more information, go to justtherightbalance.com forward slash coffee convo. That's justtherightbalance.com forward slash coffee, C-O-F-F-E-E convo, C-O-N-V-O. We look forward to working with you. Hey there, leading ladies. It's Dr. Lisa. Thanks for hanging in with me. Now back to our amazing interview. So tell us about your role with NMF. How did you get involved with the organization? What inspired you to get involved? And sort of where does that intersection between, you know, banking and healthcare sort of cross for you?
2: Right. So. Clearly, I'm not a doctor. I've never been one. <laughs> um, but I have been a, a senior corporate executive for most of the last 30 years. And any senior corporate executive will tell you that healthcare, health delivery uh, becomes a huge priority in the management of any organization. Uh, I, I was at an event yesterday by NMF and I mentioned how I built and operated. Uh, mines, uh, gold mines in this case, in some of the remotest parts of Africa, in Tanzania, in Guinea, in Zimbabwe, at a time when HIV, you know, this is 20 years ago, was, uh, incidence of that was over 40%. And that's just an example And we had to find ways uh, to uh, take care of our employees, number one, but bring the cost of taking care of our employees down, number two. And that was a huge issue I mean, you basically were facing the death of half of your employees, which was clearly not acceptable. Wow. But basically, along the way, what that makes you appreciate is how important, uh, you know, healthcare delivery in in really underserved communities are. And you could say that the parallels that NMF is trying to bridge, you know, whether it's in the urban inner city, uh, whether it's uh, in a rural African community are pretty similar. Um, What NMF is trying to do is provide that kind of leadership, uh, that kind of representation, provide that support for healthcare givers to provide that kind of healthcare that otherwise would be uh, not given. And so that mission really resonated for me when I heard it, uh, when I first uh, met Micheline, the CEO and uh, her team. And, you know, one of the things you realize, Alisa, is that today I could be sitting in Miami or Virginia or Baltimore. Um, You are not immune from the diseases that come from China or Africa or South America. You are not immune. The, the, The problems in the United States are really global problems. So really, it made me feel I had the opportunity to provide that global perspective to the domestic agenda that NMF has.
1: Absolutely, and I think you said it so um, brilliantly that basically what affects one affects us all, right? So it really transcends across the globe, um, any diseases that we we may face or encounter. So it really behooves all of us to get involved, right? Across the country, across the world, to be able to address some of these healthcare disparities, care inequities. Um, so at the end of the day, we all have the same mission, which is to provide accessible, affordable, <laughs> equitable um, health care and hopefully have people of different diverse backgrounds be able to do that.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah.
1: So so I'm really excited that um that you're here and I applaud you for coming you know across the globe <laughs> from Ghana to Florida to be here with us um to celebrate this momentous occasion but also just to be involved with the organization um you know from from Ghana as well so so when you look at the work that NMF is doing, which is at the end of the day trying to increase the number of BIPOC physicians who will impact healthcare and hopefully reduce disparities, how important is it for us to really concentrate on that diversity? And how important is it to to really have that mission
2: move forward? Well, look, it's it's critically important. I I, I know you 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 know the statistics. You know, we are completely underrepresented in this country in terms of medical health, uh, you know, whether it's doctors, whether it's um, you know, caregivers of, of any kind. I mean, we are far short uh, of of the representation in the general population. And, and, you know, that means that we're not also getting the care attention, uh, even the thought in terms of medical research um because the medical research doesn't necessarily think of our communities primarily Um, we, we may be a, a byproduct or an afterthought in some cases so it's, it's critically important to you know support that proper representation and you know without health frankly we're nothing so health in a way is the beginning is, is the touchstone is the foundation of our well-being So, um, you know, that's why and what attracts me to NMF that we are trying to support, you know, the medical leaders of tomorrow, um, you know, providing healthcare and and once again, you know, providing that healthcare, not just with a domestic agenda, but with that global perspective, because you you need that. So I think NMF is providing a, a critical role in that respect. Yes, absolutely. And like you
1: said, healthcare is the beginning um but it's also the middle and it's also the end as well right i mean it it goes across the whole the whole whole spectrum yeah Yeah. so i'm really excited for what is to come in terms of this um you know partnership that nmf is having you know with you with ghana with, with this global perspective of looking at how do we all work together to um to really change or become change agents as far as it relates to equity. So, what are three tips that you could give our listeners who may want to get involved with organizations like NMF, um, who may be across the globe? You know, maybe they're they're not here, but maybe they're across the globe in another country. Um, where should they begin? What would, what tips would you give them?
2: Um, well, it's a great question, Lisa. I would say uh, engage, engage, engage. But engage at what level? Uh, I mean, I think you you first engage by talking to the people in the space, the practitioners, people like yourself who are in the space. What's going on? Uh, you know what NMF is trying to do is provide that global perspective. And you know, thankfully, there are doctors all around. Whether you're in Europe, you're in Africa, uh, you're in South America. You know, you you need to sort of better understand um, the, the, the landscape. I mean, people will be surprised by the statistics, by the fact that there is quite a substantial health disparity in our communities. And so it's important to sort of understand that. Engage meaning read as well, uh, read and understand what's going on. Uh, COVID for instance, you know, disproportionately um, hurt affected minority communities. Um, and, and health equity is very much about um, access. It's not just access to health means uh, there's many, many things that go into that the poor housing, poor nutrition, income, all of these things sort of feed into the lack of good health care, or the lack of uh, appropriate equity. And and so these are things you need to sort of better understand uh, as well. Um, so those are those are two areas talk to people read. Um, and 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 really just get involved in terms of understanding the space, um, and and learning from the people in the space. And- That's
1: great. Those are some great tips, and I think that um, we can all you know take some tips from from you based on what you just said, which is to engage. And I if I could say that three times: engage, engage, engage. Right? <laughs> Talk to people. Understand what's going on. Don't have a yeah. closed mind. You know, really learn about the the different areas where you might be able to offer. You know, a talent that you have or a gift that you have, and um, be able to change the landscape. So, so some,
2: of it, some of it, and some of it. The third is to be just be part of it, be be you know be be present uh, when when there are events going on. Meaning, just you know, physically be part of it and 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 learn and 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 speak to folks. So, absolutely, yeah. Yes
1: yes and thank you again thank you so much for um just being a light and for you know coming again all the way across the globe to spend time with us this weekend and to to lend your gifts and your talents to help NMF.
2: thank you lisa I'm, i'm really pleased to be here and great to speak to you as well thank you
1: Thank you for listening today and for allowing me to be a part of your career journey. To continue receiving leadership support, I invite you to join our private Facebook group, Building Women Physician Leaders at www.leadingladiesincharge.com. Until next time, take care.
0: If you enjoyed podcasts like this, Nurse Wellness Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.